if you imagine money as a partner, yes. then you see like, is money always there for you or does it come and go? Is it unreliable, untrustworthy? Um, are you quite distant? Like you don't communicate very often, like you deal with it at the end of the month when the bills come in. You're like, okay, let's just have a quick date and then we'll go, go our separate ways. That's how I used to be. That's great. And then you say, you know, what are the feelings I want to have in my new relationship with money? And so, for example, words that came up for me are joy, mm. safety, fun, mm. trust. You know, I want to trust money. I want to feel comfortable with money. Um, ease. I just want it to be easy. Welcome to the Good Life Coach Podcast. I am your host, Michelle Lamoureux. The intention of this show is to awaken you to your fullest potential. Join me each week for inspiring interviews to elevate an area of your life, as well as interviews with women entrepreneurs who are creating success on their own terms. Each episode provides actionable tips to guide you to design a life you love. Hey there, it's Michelle and welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to talk about how to invite in abundance and the connection between energy and money. Joining us today is Polly Alexandra, who's a certified master coach and intuitive healer. She holds a degree in psychology. Polly is the creator of Money Beautifully, a proven program to clear your money blocks and uses powerful energy clearing techniques meditations, and transformational coaching to help people write a new story about money. She also runs Thrive Beautifully, a comprehensive business, money, and energy mastermind for spiritual entrepreneurs, where she helps change makers, visionary creatives, and spiritual leaders fulfill their soul's purpose and create businesses where they can use their creative and spiritual gifts to change the world. Welcome back, Polly. Thank you so much, Michelle. It's so good to be back here again. It's so good to have you back on. People loved the very first interview that we did. It was one of the most downloaded interviews. I think you just have a lovely way about communicating our relationship to money. And it's such a loaded topic and one that people often struggle with. And we thought it would be fun to, to really talk about how to manifest to bring in abundance now, even before you have it. And you actually did a solo episode, which I can direct people to over at thegoodlifecoach.com to listen to that. But today they're going to get the benefit of our dialogue and conversation around this. Um, take just one second though, in your words to introduce yourself. Yeah. So I am an entrepreneur of 17 years standing and I'm also a coach, success coach, and an intuitive healer. And through a period of time, I discovered that my superpower was abundance and wealth and being able to see what was blocking people, um, being able to create more abundance and attract more money into their lives. And so I help people clear their money blocks. And then I help uh, people create successful businesses. Um, because once the money mindset shifts, then they start to see new possibilities. Things start to open up. They start to think bigger. And so I assist people in growing their businesses. Um, I run a mastermind and we realized this week we have someone yeah, It's for women. We have a woman in every decade of life in my mastermind, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s and 70s. Uh, one of our newest members, she is 75 and she's just starting off on a new path. She's a published author and she's looking for her next level, which I think is so inspiring. Oh my goodness. That's so inspiring. And that is what we're looking for, isn't it? What is our next level? You know, we're here to grow, to evolve, to bring our full selves. And we are entitled. I think some people feel blocked to receiving, to making money, doing what they're giving out into the world to actually receive for that. We did touch upon it in the first interview, but why do you see that people are so blocked in the receiving, allowing the flow of the money into their lives? What do you see as some of the common challenges? Yeah. Yeah. I think the first and one of the biggest ones is self-worth. It's like believing that I'm worthy and deserving of more, um, especially when 
you grow up and you start to get messages that you're not, you're not good enough, you're not good enough at school, you should try harder. Um, many people grew up in families that didn't know how to model healthy self-worth. Um, I know what I saw with my mother, you know, she felt guilty spending money on herself. Yes. Um, it was fine to spend on others. That's yes. what of the programming I got, but not on yourself. And she would um, always look for the cheapest thing for herself. She actually trained as a healer, but she never really put herself out into the world. Mm. So in an interesting way, and she passed away 10 years ago now. Um, but it's almost like inadvertently I'm putting, continuing that legacy and putting the work into the world. But she mainly did courses and didn't re- didn't create a business and put it out. And she had her excuses for why she couldn't do it. But I think deep down, it comes down to not feeling worthy of receiving and not feeling good enough, which are universal themes. And I think we all work with them. Absolutely. And I think layered with that with my audience too, is also a lack of confidence and so they sort of feed upon one another, especially in a, in your audience's women too, is when a woman has pulled herself out of the workforce for some reason, or is transitioning to something that she's passionate about. You talked about working with entrepreneurs on their businesses. There's a woman author, you said, who's going to the next level. I don't know what that next level for her is, but maybe it's not a hundred percent in where she has her core competency. And so it creates a level of uh, a lack of confidence oftentimes and and not and being afraid to start do you see that definitely and I think there's an unconscious fear of success um, especially with women with families because there's that feeling of like almost I've got to choose because for years you know historically you chose and so we had models that were polarized in one area or the other so either the stay-at-home mother or the I've rejected that And then the mother that's essentially taking on the masculine qualities, going for it may have created success, but has neglected her family. There wasn't really any in between. Yes. Um, So you're in one camp or the other. And there can be a lot of fear of neglecting your family or your children or a lot of guilt around not being there for the children. It's like, well, maybe I need to keep my business small or just a hobby because if it gets too successful, then that's going to affect my family. It's going to affect those I love. Yes. And then we also have that fear of like, what are people going to think if my lifestyle changes? Um, Are people going to think I think I'm better than them? Um, That fear of judgment. And so there's lots of reasons that kind of plug into why women, I think, are scared to go bigger. There's the fear of success. What will people think? Can I handle it? Too much responsibility. A lot of women say to me, oh, you know, it's like running team. It sounds like too much responsibility. Yes. Yes. Um, especially if you've worked in corporate and you've been through burnout, the last thing you want to do is go back there. And it's easy in entrepreneurship because you're wearing a lot of hats. It's easy to go to burnout. And so these fears, these, well, how will I handle the team? How will I handle the responsibility? How will I juggle family, personal life and work? I think that these fears can really um, stop us from receiving more because we end up playing a smaller game to be safe. Yes. That's right. We end up playing small in our lives. And that's not where we want to be. We have this one shot at our incarnation that we're here for. And so, um, again, I'm thrilled that you're here so that maybe we can create some new awareness. Sometimes you hear one thing and it shifts your perspective and it allows you to unhook or at least see your patterning. Um, Polly, I'm curious, how do you view money? like on an energetic level, like how do you define how, what money is? Yeah, this is a really interesting question because money is so many things. We project so much onto it. Yes. You know, we make it like, oh, lots of money's coming in. I'm worthy. I'm successful because I made a lot of money this month. And then the next month we don't make so much money and we're like, oh no, I'm a failure. I'm not good enough. <laughs> so we're constantly projecting like, oh, so one of the journeys is obviously to detach your self-worth from money. Um, but at the same time, I always say that as you strengthen your self-worth and you grow your self-belief and your confidence, then it will actually be reflected in the money that you attract and the income and opportunities that you attract. So you sort of need to up-level your self-worth, but at the same time, detach it 
from your income, knowing that even if you made no money that month or you missed out on three jobs or three clients, you are still worthy. You are still special and you're still worthy of receiving. Yeah. Um, money, I mean, money in terms of energy, money is designed to flow. So it's designed, it's not something we're supposed to hold on to. And because we have this belief that if we hold on to it and we hold on to enough of it, we're going to be safe. So what we're really looking for is safety, not money. Um, So one of my clients in my top mastermind this week, she said, um, she said, you know, I'm just trying to get to a certain amount of money. And then when I get there, like I know my family is safe. She's the breadwinner. She said, I know my family is safe then, but I just never seem to get there. And I'm like, you will never get there because we always want more money. It's human nature. Like, just because I bought a great dress and great shoes three months ago doesn't mean I'm satisfied for life. I'm going to want a new dress. I'm going to want some new shoes. Oh, my friend went on an amazing holiday. That sounds great. I want that too. Like, we are hardwired to want more. We're supposed, like you mentioned earlier, we're supposed, you know, expansion is natural. And so is, like, desire. We are always going to have more desires. Yes. And so trying to make enough money to be safe, it's just, it's not going to happen. As you make more as well, you expand your lifestyle. Um, You expand the holidays you go on, you expand your home. So it's very, very common to be making a lot more money, but not have any more money left over. Yes. Because we expand into that. So with the energy of money, the flow of money, it's trusting that, you always have enough that you can manifest and create enough and that it's safe to spend so it can flow out and have it in this flow and trust the flow. Um, we do an exercise in Money Beautifully. And because a lot of people come in, you know, fear of where the next client's going to come from, especially when you run your own business. Yes. Um, but it can be there anyway with the job because we know that jobs, you know, they're not jobs for life anymore. Um, a company can restructure, right. a role can change, and then suddenly what you thought was safe has gone. That's right. So really, it's about trusting that money will always be there for you and trusting yourself to be able to always be able to make and create money because we're co-creating with the universe. So it's not just up to me. I put myself out there with my services. I do what I know to do. I take inspired action, but the universe is going to meet me as well. And that's when the miracles happen. We feel like we have to single-handedly drag that next client in or single-handedly make something happen. We put way too much pressure on ourselves. But you have to remember that you are always being supported by a force greater than yourself. And so to speak to your question, I think there's that energy that comes into the energy of money as well. Um, There's energy which is support from the universe, universal abundance that's always available to you. And that's always coming in. And so it's really about trusting this that money comes to you and through you and you can let it go and it's always coming to you. It's just knowing that you're always going to want more. That's natural human nature. Yes. Um, and then I think there's a piece around respecting the energy of money and being in right relationships. So you're not hating it, resenting it or blaming it, but you are cherishing it. You're having fun with it. Mm. Like, when people are stuck, I'm like, go and have some fun with money. Take an amount of money that's a bit of a stretch and just go have fun with it. Like, be joyful with it. It's designed to do good things. Um, and whenever, if money's scarce, one of the most powerful things you can do is to let go of it, like give some away. Because that's saying to the universe, I have faith that more is on its way. Even though I feel in lack right now, I am going to give this away because I know that this is just an energy and there's always more energy coming to me. Yeah, this is so great. I was going to ask you about frequency. I mean, you talked about being in joy with it versus a feeling of scarcity. So that is the energetic connection that we have, right, with the universe and with money and allowing it to either come in or we can be blocking it unconsciously. Is that what happens? Yeah, so I'm sure you're familiar with the um, David Hawkins um, frequency. So he's got a great book called Power Versus Force. Okay. It's a bit heavy going, okay, but it is super powerful. And he has this chart, which you can find online, of the different frequencies emotion is at. And at the bottom, the lowest frequency, you've got fear, guilt, and shame. Mm. So those are the three emotions that we all go into as humans. But what we need to do is when we find ourselves there, start to raise up. And as you go up the scale, anger is actually higher. 
So it's better to be angry than feel guilty because it's anger grounding. Starts, yeah. And it starts to tap into your power. Like anger can feel really powerful. Yes. Um, in my detox I did recently, a very unexpected side effect was and I didn't realize this, but when you detox, you are clearing out the liver, which is the seat of stored emotions. And I started getting really angry on my <laughs> day four of my detox. <laughs> and I was like, I had a couple of situations that triggered me, but I was even amazed at my own rage. And um that week, because the universe loves to co-create experiences and healing for us. So I was right in the middle of my launch and my detox and my home flooded from above, like properly flooded. I woke up at four in the morning thinking it was raining and it was water pouring in. There'd been a mains pipe burst and the neighbours hadn't been repairing an issue that I'd been talking to them about for eight months. And this was literally the dam that broke everything. Water was pouring in all over my sofa, my shoes, my bags uh, and at four in the morning. And uh, as an out, you know, obviously as a consequence, I was quite angry because it could have been prevented. And I remember saying to the person they hired to deal with it, I am so angry. I'm really angry. And I said, not at you, not at you, but I am really, really angry. And I don't think I've ever done that with someone. It was so liberating to just like own that anger and not to point the finger, but just to really express it. And there was somebody else who was responsible for cleaning up the mess. And she walked outside. (laughs) She didn't even speak the same language as me. She was Spanish, but she felt that energy. (laughs) She was like, I'm removing myself so So getting back to uh the topic of money yeah so anger anger can be very empowering and I think that's one of the things that week I owned my anger and then I processed it and released it and when you do that it allows your vibration to rise so before I would have had that anger and gone into guilt and shame like oh I shouldn't be so angry I shouldn't be so reactive I must have done something wrong that whole dialogue yeah I'm punished right it's a feeling like the universe is punishing you or something yeah or that story of victim oh everything always goes wrong for me that's right typical oh it would happen to me here we go again another problem with the neighbor it's happening yeah right you're validating the negative yeah yeah exactly we either go into victim or we're going to blame um and both of those options were definitely available in that situation yes you but were entitled to be angry, though. If it was going on for eight months and you've been warning them and then it destroys your home at four in the morning, yeah. that's a horrible way to wake up. Horrible. Yeah. Water yeah. During the launch, in. I was presenting that evening. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so, but, you know, these things, we learn our resilience. We learn what we're made of when we can show up and handle these things and then still show up for our work, for our families, Um And I think that, yeah, I've been through a lot of tough things, but it's shown me how powerful I am and it's shown me how capable I am, um, which, and these are not situations I would have chosen, but we sort of think, oh, I'd never be able to handle that. But then when it comes up and we can, we grow in our capability. Yes. Oh, it's so good. I I love the way you share, Polly. Thank you. Um, If somebody's listening, they're like, okay, I haven't been abundant or I was when I worked, but I haven't been able to switch the mindset as an entrepreneur or I'm home and I'd like to bring in the flow. What's a foundational place to start? I know in that in, in that solo episode you did, again, I will link that so people can go through the seven steps, but let's give them sort of some foundational place that they can begin. Yeah. So the first thing, just decide what you want your relationship with money to be like. Okay. So you can write down on one side of the paper, what's my relationship with money like now? So depending where you're at, it might be like on off, you know, doubting, not trusting, um, argumentative, fearful, um, frugal. Um, you start to write like how your feelings are around money. Yeah. So I yeah. say that like if you imagine money as like a partner, Yes. Then you see, like, is money always there for you or does it come and go? Is it unreliable, untrustworthy? 
um, are you quite distant? Like you don't communicate very often, like you deal with it at the end of the month when the bills come in. You're like, okay, let's just have a quick date and then we'll go our separate ways. That's how I used to be. That's great. And then you say, you know, what are the feelings I want to have in my new relationship with money? And so, for example, words that came up for me are joy. Mm safety, fun, Mm. trust. You know, I want to trust money. I want to feel comfortable with money. Um, Ease. I just want it to be easy. Um, Expansion. I want to feel that my relationship with money is growing and expanding and more and more money is coming in to support the things I want to do in the world. And I want to feel like I'm also growing my sense of safety through the resources that money can provide. And then empowerment. Um, I want to feel empowered around money. Um, You know, I'm completely financially independent, but looking to start a new relationship. And I want still want to maintain that empowerment in relationship so that I know I'm totally financially independent and I'm making the decision to be with that person purely because of the connection that we have. Yes. Um, Yes. These are like some of the qualities and they'll be different for everyone. They'll be different for everyone. Those are beautiful ones. And it was interesting because words carry resonance and even the comparison of the list of, you know, fearful or scarcity or afraid, whatever those words are versus joy. You know, even the way you were saying the words, there was a softening, safety, fun. It was more of a, you know, playful, easy. Just, there's a, just even a shift there in terms of the language of the words. And that gets you in the frequency when you're tuning into the desired state, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what I would go on to say is that the more you can get yourself in those higher states, that the more magnetic that is to more good things. So that includes um, yeah, actual money and clients, but also opportunities, um, connections, um, miracles of all kinds. It's super common when I work with women that their partners or husbands or children also manifest because your energy is connected as a family. So you could be working on your money stuff and then your husband might get an amazing new job or a bonus. That's very common. When I've worked with women who don't work, um, I have one particular client in Australia whose uh, husband is a very successful entrepreneur. When she came on my money program, his income started increasing. He started doing really well. We feel that like She's some kind of channel, like their energy is so connected as she shifted, he shifted as oh, well. Oh, I got goosebumps. I so feel that. But what if his energy wasn't good? Can it ruin her ability too? Does it work the other way? Yeah, this is so fascinating. This is like an ongoing topic. Um, I'm actually doing my first class on men and money and the connection next year. Uh, it's definitely a work in progress, something I'm investigating. Yes. Um, what I say to women, because I've got, this is coming up right now in my money program. We yeah. just started around and women get very frustrated when they're like, my husband, you know, he's so frugal or he keeps worrying about money or he's caught up in the news and talking about economic decline all the time. They're like, and I'm trying to up level, uh, you know, what can I do? Like, can I make him read the books? Can I get involved? I'm like, leave him be. Just let him be, but you can put boundaries. You can say something like, you know, right now I'm enrolled in a course. I'm really committed to up-leveling my abundance and my wealth consciousness. So it would really support me if you could refrain for the next 10 weeks from talking with me about anything negative in the news that relates to money. Like go talk about it with your family, your friends, your colleagues, but can we keep my space clean so you can make a request like that explain that it would support you because men always want to support their women they do they do for sure they do yes so that they just don't understand how to do it a lot That's of the time right. we have to tell them we absolutely yeah. have to tell them because you're right they want to please us so we need to help make it easier for them versus letting them try to figure it out and thinking they're helping like exactly. look i'm protecting you i'm paying attention to the economy. I'm saving money for us. It's like, okay, great. Go do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing Polly's program now and I'm going to stay focused on what's possible, right? The up-leveling you talked about. 
Yeah, and I always say, like, don't worry about them, leave them to it. I mean, ultimately, long term, if if a woman starts getting much more abundant and visionary and expansive and the man doesn't change, I mean, that's a topic for discussion longer term in any relationship. When one person shifts, you either have to shift your relationship or they need to shift as well. That's right. So, um, but in the short term, what usually happens, which is kind of curious, and I've been running this program for three years and we're on round eight so I've got a lot of case studies, but typically the woman gets on, does her own thing. And then somehow the man starts to subtly shift, like he either stops complaining as much or he starts being a bit more expansive in his thinking. And yet this is when she hasn't consciously tried to make him change or do anything. But as she shifts, yes, then it's like he will start changing. Absolutely. I've always felt like I've always found like ex-partners. I see it like a like a yacht, and you have a wake behind you, <laughs> you know. Like, and if you get in that wake, you get carried along. And I always feel like my my ex-partners get carried along in my wake, and then they start <laughs> shifting. <laughs> I think that's so true. I've felt it in my own life, and I think when you have clarity and boundaries and intention, whether that's with your partner, with friendships people can't relate to you in the same way that they, the pattern had existed. Now they have to shift because you've shifted. There's a new, it's like you're dancing and you've just changed the dance. And so they, they either come along or they fall away. Yeah. You put that so beautifully. I love that. Right. I think dancing is a good, always a good analogy for a lot of things in life. Yeah. 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 So I love this. Okay. So, so that's a great place to start what, setting the intention around what you want your relationship to be with money. Where do we go? Yeah. So the next thing if, is start to align with abundance. And so this is really easy when you've got lots of money. It's like, yay, I feel wealthy. That's super easy, right? Totally, right. But the key is when you don't have lots of money or you don't have where you want to be, so you perceive a gap between where you are and where you'd ideally like to be, whether it's around money flow, uh, savings, investments, um, opportunities. Um, It's trying to, so first of all, get clear on the feelings that you'd like to have when, let's say you you wanted an extra 100,000 to come in this year. Yeah. And then you write down, well, if I had the extra 100,000, how would I feel? Oh, relaxed. Oh, I could slow down. I could take more time off. You know, what's it really about for you? Oh, I'd feel like safe and secure because I've got some money in the bank. Or maybe it's like I'd feel successful because I've hit my landmark. And then you start to think about, well, how can I feel those feelings now? How can I feel those feelings now? Because money is a vibrational match to where you're feeling. So if we can get you up at the feelings, then the money is going to be able to come in a lot more easily because it's going to meet you there. If you're in guilt and shame and fear, money is going to be in lack and scarcity as well. Yes. We need to raise you up. So there's a few things you can do, um, but the gratitude practice is super, super important. Mm. Super important. Um, focusing on what you have got because everybody has got things they can be grateful for now, but we're so focused on what we don't have or where we're not at yet. So really committing to that as a daily practice. So for yeah. me, I always say, I know a lot of people do three things. I'm like, do 10, like really lean in, lean in to all the things you have appreciated have to be appreciative and grateful for. And I do a second part to this now, and it's called 10 Things I'm Proud of Today. Mm. And that helps build self-worth. And I look for the things I did well. Mm. Um, And it can be a conversation. It can be a piece of work. It can be a connection or something I gave to someone. Or it can be like a new way of thinking. Like, oh, I could have gone, like we talked about the anger earlier, I could have gone into blame or I could have gone into like despair, but right. I actually like I managed my emotions. I went yeah. for a walk. Um, but you need to, if you want to be more abundant, you really need to get clear on what that looks like for you. Um, because we say we want more money, but we don't really want more money. We want whatever the feelings are that money brings. We want yes. more safety or more security. Yes. Um, and you can't control life. Actually, there isn't like 
things can happen at any time. Anyone that's lost someone or experienced illness knows you just can't control everything that happens. Yes. And so there's a spiritual piece. I always say money is a spiritual journey because there is actually a spiritual piece here. There's an intention, but there's a letting go and surrendering Mm -hmm. that needs to happen as well. You You can't force someone to work with you. You can't force someone to give you a job. And holding on to money doesn't guarantee, you know, it's going to diminish if you just hold on to it and just looking at it in the bank, it's going to go down or then you can have the fear of it running out. So what you really need to be doing is um, working on this idea that you're safe and secure, Mm -hmm. that even if the worst happens, you'll be okay. So we did this exercise and I said to people, um, like, think of a time when you run out of money or think of a time when you were like so fearful, like I'm on my last whatever. And then I said, what happened? Like, you're here now. So what happened? Like, either someone, and they shared with me, like someone came in or I got a job or a client came in or my family helped me out. Um, In that situation, every single woman there, like, she was okay. So the worst happened and she was okay. And that's the truth. When the worst happened, we were okay. And somehow against all odds, the money came in through one source or another. And so we actually have our own history. We can look back at and say, okay, the worst did happen and I was okay. Or maybe it's just an imaginary scenario. I thought the worst was going to happen. It never did. And I'm okay. Um, But I think it's about getting clear on what true abundance is for you. Um, And that's not always going to be solved by money. Actually, Sometimes it's about giving yourself permission to slow down and take Mm. more time off or not go for that goal or not take on more clients or not do what people say you should do to grow your business because actually you just want to do something else that brings you joy. That's right. It, It Actually, what you're saying was something that I was thinking about that I wanted to ask you. Do you have to be aligned with a vision that feels good for your life. So there's people who can make money doing things that they're good at, but their heart is not really aligned with wanting to do that. They have a different vision, a different goal, a different plan, but they're not quite there yet or ready to start that. So do they go for where they can start? You know, does that help build up self-worth or does that actually diminish your sense of self because your heart's not really invested in doing that project? Does that make sense? And I could make it more um, specific. So, so, I mean, I would say in this instance, the difference between money and abundance. So someone can be good at making money and they're making lots of money, but my feeling is that they may not feel truly abundant. Yes. Because they're not doing what they love. Yes. And it's maybe not that joyful for them to be making yes. money. Um, and for quite a long time, we can compensate, you know, in corporate. We can say, oh, well, I just make the money there and I go have the fun here. And yes. we segregate. Um, but I feel like we all have within us a way of making money that feels joyful, that feels good, that taps into our natural gifts and things that come more easily to us. Yes. And what happens when people start to awaken is they realize, oh, hold on a minute. I could do something I love and make money. I, it doesn't have to be divided into how I make money, what I love. Yeah. There's a poet who I love, Khalil Gibran. He wrote The Prophet. And he talks about your work being your play and that, you know, the time spent just goes because your heart is aligned with, you know, I just love that concept of your work being your play. And that to me is an abundant feeling versus like what you were talking about. You can, you can be good at making money, but is it joyful? Um, and maybe there are times where you do choose to make money because you need to, because it's going to bring joy in other areas of your life. Like you were talking about. Yeah. And and some of my clients have said, uh, I know what I want to do, but then I've been asked about this other opportunity, but it doesn't feel good because it's not what I want to do. And I always say, well, if you need the money, the universe is bringing it to you. Take it. I love that. Take it. Like the universe wants to help you and see that as an investment in your purpose or your mission or your business. Because we all need to keep eating and breathing and have homes and have some resources to support ourselves. And there is no shame 
in having other investors. So my first business as a photographer, an oil company was my investor in that. I had a part-time job three days a week doing external affairs in an oil company. It was an amazing job. They fed me great food for free. They really looked after you. I even had a pension. And that was the investor in me starting my first business. Um, So for a year, I had that investor. And then at other points, you know, I, I temped for a while. I did office reception. Um, But the universe always found a way of bringing money into me, even though I actually quit my corporate job with no savings and with no source of income. Somehow the universe just showed up with opportunities and I had to swallow my pride. And yeah, I I left a high flying corporate job and I went and waitressed. Yeah. And like, you know, that was a hard pill to swallow when my friends were lawyers and bankers and like bring in a lot of money. And I'm like, hi, I'm serving you. (laughs) They're like, what? And I'm like, no, it's a long-term investment. It's a long-term investment. Yeah, you're playing um, the long game. You're playing the yeah. long game. I just had an author talk about, you know, to think about your life in terms of the 10-year goal versus just right now. You know, we have to do the steps that are going to get us to the bigger dream. And sometimes it's what you said. It's maybe you are waitressing. You are doing the other things. What if yeah. somebody's looking to call in abundance, money, um, maybe hopefully abundance, but maybe it is just money. You said these opportunities were presenting yourself, presenting themselves, but what if they're not? Mm. There's a block there because I think, yeah. yeah, is it a conscious daily choice to, you know, like um, sometimes I do this, Polly, and I don't know if you do too, but I'll be in the shower or just like getting ready and I'll open my arms wide and I'll look up and I just say, I'm open to all the abundance in the universe, all the health, all the wealth, all the loving relationships. My heart is open. It's just like an invitation. Yeah. And it feels good to do it. That alone feels good to do, but does it necessarily translate into those things happening? I don't know. Does it need to be consistent? You know, I guess in terms of process, I'd love for you to touch upon that. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, I think, so you've got the belief system. And so you want to be working on your worthiness and deservingness for money. Yes. And clearing parts of you that feel like they're not good enough and they're not worthy of more because that is going to um, hamper your abilities yes. to bring in money. Yes. Um, also ancestral pieces, if you come from um, war, divorce, bankruptcy, um, poverty, which we go back one or two generations, most of us have this in our family lineages somewhere. So clearing the ancestral parts, because that trauma can still be living within you and that can cause like an unconscious fear. Uh, I had a client last year who runs a very successful recruitment business and then we did some past life work and it changed, like she bought in a huge deal. And she's like, wow, that was the missing piece. I never knew it was the missing piece. It's amazing. Um, if we have like experiences from past lives of, um, you know, maybe being wasteful with money, being rich, but like immoral, or we have experiences of intense poverty, um, all different kinds of experiences, just like we have now, they can, they can hamper us. So that's just one place to work on. Um, I think energetically being very um, conscious through whatever practices that is for you, they help you receive the inspired ideas because the universe is always communicating to you. So when you set the intention like, okay, I really want to bring in some more money, please show me how. And you ask, please show me. Please Please tell me what to do, who to contact. Please show me how you ask. And you sit and you wait. And you can do it in meditation. I like to do it with a journal because I find it comes out more easily if I can write. So I'll just write in my journal, um, like show me how to make more money. And I'll sit and I'll see what thoughts come into my head. Um, And it might say, go check out the paper or go do this or go for it, go out for a walk or go to a new home once. I was told to go to a certain cafe. And I thought, go there every day. Like, that's going to make a difference. Yeah, I was a bit cynical. And I thought, fine. And I was sat in a cafe. And then I got talking to the owner who happened to be there that day. And I said, oh, I'm looking for a new home. And she said, oh, have you heard about this new development? Actually, the interior designer is coming in here in about an hour. If you want to stay, I'll introduce you to her. I got the introduction. She took me up to what was a building site. And... And I got on the wait list for these apartments. And six months later, I ended up being chosen to move in. Wow. But that's 
Yes. Oh, I love these stories. And I think, you know, it's nice for people to hear because I think if people tune into their own experiences, they'll recognize those things that have happened to them as well. So they may feel like, oh, well, maybe that happens for Polly because this is what she coaches around and this is where she spends her time. But I think the truth is we've all had those experiences. And you said that the universe, life is always talking to us. I believe that, but we have to be willing to listen. Right. You talked at the beginning of the interview about life meeting us halfway. The universe wants to meet you halfway. And that's where it is, where you say, please show me how, show me how, and then actually listen so that more can be revealed to you. Do you agree? Isn't that how it goes? Yeah. And I think one of the biggest problems is that people pack their lives so full, they don't make any space to listen. Yes. So you have to create this. It's not going to come in when you're busy multitasking, making dinner, dealing with the kids, uh, answering your emails. It's not going to come in then. You need to create. And even if it's just 15 minutes, 15 minutes in a room with your journal, nothing, no stimulus, no phone, just sit and listen. And it's like a muscle. As you start to listen, you might get one little nugget. But as you practice, it will get stronger as you open up your intuition. And the more you clear your limiting beliefs, the more your intuition opens up. The more you practice, the more it opens up. The more you get in nature, the more you cleanse your body. All of these practices, they open up to being able to hear the voice of like your higher self or the voice of God or spirit. Right. Whatever the belief system is. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But, but this this sort of voice of a higher power, whether it's your higher self or something outside you, it's available to everyone. And like everyone I talk to is, you know, they know, they know, they know that's there, but it's yeah. creating the time to listen to it and then it's trusting it and taking action on it. Yes. And sometimes I find that the signs can come in curious, fun ways. So where you talked about fun and play with it, I remember having a challenge one day and I was sitting on my bed. I was like, God, just give me a sign. I just need some guidance. So I get in the car, I'm driving to Target and this car pulls in front of me and the license plate was guidance. It was G-U-D-A-N-C-E because I think it had to be, you know, whatever the seven letters, but I was (laughs) like, okay. And I had a little, I was like, okay, okay. You heard me like, thank you. Or another time I was driving and really going through a challenge. I'm like, God, just give me a sign. And as I was driving to this place, it said, there was a sign, literally a sign on the side of the road that said, trust in God. Amazing. And so those are, I'm sharing because people have had those experiences and you, maybe we just go, oh yeah, what a cute license plate or, oh, how funny that song came on just at this moment. Pay attention. These are all signs. Aren't they signs, Polly? Totally. Right? Totally. And I think, you know, in some of the hardest times in my life when I felt very unsupported, when I felt very stuck, like at a dead end, I just don't know where to go now. Yes. Um, And this also relates to money. Like, I just don't know where to get money from now. I just don't know how to get out of this debt. Yes. Or I just don't know what to do next in my business. At these points, um, that's what I've done is I prayed and I've asked. Um, Stayed open. And so yeah, sometimes the answers come to you where you're journaling what to do or they show up in yeah. other ways? Um, um, definitely signs. But um, yeah, I work a lot with my journal for me. Um, it's sitting and asking. It's just asking. Um, one of my own mentors says that we all have guides. We all have spirit guides, whether we're aware of them or not. And she's like, just ask your guides. And over time, um, well, I got I got told a name of my guide, and I checked in with some of the intuitive, and they said, "Yeah, that's correct." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I know him!" Oh my goodness! <laughs> they told me a bit more about him. They're like, "Oh yeah, he's like this, and he's like this." So what I thought was the voice of my intuition, I think, is actually the voice of a guide. But it's like this stuff I don't get caught up in where it's coming from. Yeah. All I know is that there's something wiser than me that is guiding me and shining a light and giving me hope um, and reassure me and sometimes what comes through isn't a solution it's not like a, a action plan one to one to say right it's That's more right. like don't worry this will pass like you have what it takes trust hold the faith but it's that you know that deep reassuring wisdom that you need to hear Yes. And that loving voice. And that's how, you know, you've connected. And I think, you know, when you're talking about the energy that's coming in, you can set an intention. So for you, if it's Jesus or God, or, you know, you want to have 
like clarity around where that energy is coming from, you can just ask. Totally. Totally. It come from so that you're protecting that energy and that information that's coming in. Exactly. Exactly. And if you have your own personal relationship, um, then you ask that person or that being for help. 100%. The thing is to remember that, you know, we're supposed to have a great time here and we're supposed to create and we're supposed to live abundantly. Um, and yes, sometimes the, the experience of getting there is challenging because we're here to grow and learn. But that life is always working out for us. And that's the place to remember, even when you can't see it, that life is always working out for you. So sometimes it looks like three steps back to take five forwards. Yes. But, but we have to trust. Yeah. You know, what's so funny. You introduced me to Jay Bradley, who's the breathing expert that was recently on the podcast. And people love that interview. And in it, he was talking about, we're here to enjoy life. And I had a 9-11 survivor. He was on Wall Street climbing the corporate ladder. He now runs a chocolate truffle company with his wife in New York City and teaches breathing and meditation. And he said, we're here to enjoy life. And I think now you've just said it. And it's interesting because there's been not intentionally, but all of these common themes and these same messages keep coming through from different guests who have different businesses, all saying, you know, invite in the stillness. Remember, we are here to enjoy life and to have more of that levity and that trust and that faith, because you talked about earlier about writing down what you're grateful for and getting into that feeling state. And this is what it's about. It's about more faith, more love, more unity versus what externally is really at what's really happening right now energetically outside of ourselves is pretty much in turmoil. Yeah, it's such an interesting time to be alive. That's what I I was just writing my next podcast today. Yes. Wow, it's such an exciting time to be alive. If You can see that because the old systems are breaking apart. People are starting to challenge the old ways of being in all different kinds of ways around the world. And um, there's a real, I feel like there's a new energy coming in, which is really exciting and a new focus on what's important. Um, so I think, um, there's a way in which you can see it as an opportunity Yes, and trust the workings of what's going on. Oh, I love Uh, that. Yeah. If you're feeling it and you feel like you're waking up in a new way, follow that, trust that, right? Just, would you say that? Yeah. And I just see like people are making new decisions. Like I know quite a few people who are taking their children out of school. One of my clients is, is making that decision that the most elevated choice for the family for their experience is to take the child out of school and homeschool her so they can travel the world. I see people like leaving their jobs and making the decision not to sacrifice their lives and their happiness for work and going online and creating businesses in new ways. I think there's a bigger thirst for spiritual and self and people realizing that they actually are in control of their experience. I think there's a huge thirst for health happening right now and so conversations around sovereignty around health you know how can you control your health and not outsource it to the doctors or the hospitals or the medical system I think there's a lot of systems being reworked and questioned at the moment and that is a really exciting time and so yeah I intend it'll usher in a new way of being I think people are really starting to think about look at the opportunities the possibilities out there because everything's been totally turned on its head and I think people are like en masse questioning things a lot more Yes, I think, and I think people should be questioning things a lot more and, and paying attention and really being intentional, intentionality around your life, what you're here to do, bringing in more joy, the entitlement that we're born with to enjoy this incarnation that we're here to experience, right? Um, Polly, I, I am going to direct people so that they can get the seven steps or whatever. I think everything you shared today is spot on. And it gives there were like at least four key strategies that people can do the journaling, the getting clear on the feelings you'd like to have the the focus on gratitude, so many different practices. But before we wrap up, is there any message you want to leave the women listening with today? Um, I would say like, give your permission, give yourself permission to be wealthy now. 
because it ultimately comes down to a choice. Whatever you have in your bank account right now, you can choose to be wealthy now. You can make slight adjustments to how you show how you appreciate what you already have and so but it's about uh, giving yourself permission it's like giving yourself permission to put your best dress on today it's giving yourself permission to go have a bath that feels luxurious with a piece of chocolate or a glass of wine now these are not necessarily about money these things but they're about giving yourself permission to feel different to feel good and it's okay to feel good for hundreds of years like the world's taught us that it's struggle it's difficulty it's sacrifice it's yes fear it's scarcity you know that story is out there in the media you just go on you can immediately get sucked down in that whirlpool everything's going wrong it shouldn't be like this everything's getting shut down oh there's no money in the world (sighs) right and actually um, you get to give yourself permission and claim back your wealth and your abundance and make that decision right now I love connecting with you. I know my audience loves hearing from you. So thank you for being here today. Where do I direct people to find you and the, the courses that you're offering right now? Yeah, um, I think to connect with me, Instagram. Instagram. I love being on Instagram. And then on my podcast, The Feminine Millionaire Show. So that's all about my journey to becoming um, truly wealthy in life and business, because I believe that it's gone of the days when we just want to create a successful business. We really want to create successful lives or we want to feel abundant, not just create the money. So this is um, my goal to this is my journey to being a millionaire in life and business. Love it. Polly, your handle is Polly Alexander on Instagram. It's at Polly underscore Alexander, ending in D-R-E. And that will be linked at thegoodlifecoach.com on the website, on the show notes that you can find Polly and I. And when this airs, if you've enjoyed this and want to continue the conversation, screenshot the podcast on your phone and tag us on Instagram. And um, I know Polly and I would both love to hear from you and what you took away from this conversation. So so good to be with you always to see you. You're a shining star. You really radiate warmth and beauty and abundance and I'm grateful to have your expertise today. Thank you, Polly. Thank you so much for inviting me on. It's been a joy as always. I also love your radiance and energy. You engage in such a thought provoking way. So thank you. I, I could have this conversation again and again. I know. <laughs> beautiful and rich would come out each time so thank you we should start another show together paul it would be fun thanks so much for tuning in today i hope you gained some new information or inspiration for your life that is that the essence of this show is to really wake up to what's possible for you to reclaim your beautiful voice and to really learn to love and prioritize yourself so If you gained any value from any of the conversations you've tuned into, make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. You can do that right now on your phone. And please do consider leaving a rating and review if you have yet to do so on Apple Podcasts. It's actually how more women can find the show. And I really want to grow a community of women who are loving themselves and living full on. So thank you as always for tuning in. And I look forward to reconnecting with you next Wednesday. Bye for now.